it's partially not not the fault of people in parkour because of the way it's been treated in uh the media in general you know the way it's been kind of portrayed i'm still amazed right at the fact that when you see parkour in movies it's so bad yes. it's not it's not good at all it never <laughs> looks good it looks so unrealistic i just think to myself like okay so there's a video of joe scandrett doing like you know descents and he's he's filmed that on a phone and it looks so sick right and then you see it in the movies and it just looks terrible it looks all it doesn't look cool at all Hi, Louis here, the lucky guy who uses a parkour podcast as an excuse to make new friends. Sneep, sneep. Today on Swapping Shoes, I had the honor to talk with the parkour OG Tom Taylor. This beast is a member of the Normal Brand Street team and has been practicing parkour for over 16 years. His experienced mindset and movement influenced the wave of incredible athletes from the UK and all around the globe. Alright, let's go for it. This is Swapping Shoes with Tom Taylor. Hello, Tom. Welcome to Swapping Shoes. Hey, how you doing? I'm good. And you? Yeah, not too bad. Just trying to trying to survive, you know, trying to keep going during these times. Oh yeah. Yeah. We yeah. have crazy lockdown there now, right? Right. In... Yeah, yeah. It's pretty. It's pretty mad. Um, but the the cases here because of the new variant, they've. I mean, the cases in in Brighton, where I am, they've like doubled. Mm-hmm. Um, my partner works at the hospital here and, mm-hmm. uh, it's, uh, it's pretty, pretty bad there. She's saying yesterday or recently anyway, there were ambulances queuing outside of the hospital, people dying in the emergency department. Oh. It's pretty bad. Yeah. Oof. Yeah. That sucks. <laughs> well, hopefully it's ending soon. I think it's the last few months. I mean, at least I hope that in 2021 <laughs> we're over with it. Please. I'm done. Yeah, I would say the the road had enough. Yeah, pers- personally, I um, whilst I I hope that will be the case, I'm I'm not optimistic about uh here anyway um in the UK mm-hmm. about the way it's being handled at the moment and uh you know it's having all of these you know whether the measures taken by the government are necessary or not it's going to have lasting effects on the on you know the economy um yeah and you know with, within parkour specifically there are you know people are at risk quite a bit um in terms of you know making money from the sport at the very least yeah it's very difficult even more because most part Mm -hmm. of the like uh uh professional uh, tracers they they work with performances or like media work and now there's nothing like for me it's been impossible the last year no shows Mm -hmm. nothing Uh, so it's really complicated Mm -hmm. But well, moving on. Should I call you Tom? I, I never met you in real life. Yeah, yeah. I call you Tom. Is that how your friends call you? Yeah, yeah. Tom's fine. Yeah. Uh, Tommy. I think. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Tommy's. Uh, I'd prefer Tom to okay, be honest, Tom. but <laughs> Tommy Americans always call me Tommy. <laughs> <laughs> All right, you're a real yeah, OG I... in the scene, man. Now you, I saw you on Instagram. You're 31, and you've been training since you're 14. So you've been training parkour for 16 years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's been um, yeah a long time, and uh, I think um, I've managed to, at the very least, try to keep up with developments of the sport as time has gone on. 
in terms of you know mm-hmm. the progression of like things like technique and yeah and things like that because I, d- I don't know if you've ever met guys that has started way back who uh they seem to be stuck in like a certain era oh yeah it's you know? true it's true it's true yeah it's a yeah thing. it's a thing and you you've been keeping up mm-hmm. with this progress that i saw i see your movement i, I try you, you do i see it. <laughs> i try um yeah i i've initially like when i was uh when i first started like it's it's that thing that all the old people say you know oh we didn't have youtube we didn't have you know all of this stuff we had to figure yeah. everything out ourselves <laughs> um but the additionally to that in the uk where i was in the southwest the community i was in was quite i don't know removed from the rest of the country we had mm-hmm. guys like kai and pip and people like that who came from mm-hmm. our area but they they were able to travel maybe or something along those lines I, I never had the money or the support to be able to do that so I stayed in this uh yeah. small section and um it the way we uh did the sport was quite different to I think a lot of the the other people in the country yeah uh, and what do you think is the reason why it some people or some like a small clusters of parkour people they get stuck into the in, in this old uh, technique or movement wave yeah i i think um to some degree it's uh, just a lack of knowledge and a lack of being engaged with the rest of the the community when i say community i mean you know like the culture online mm-hmm. uh, the way we uh, share information and things like that and also people i think um Sometimes you can be like a big fish in a small pond, you know, so you can you can be the best guy in your group and mm-hmm. maybe you don't want to go outside of that and be humbled by other people that might ah. know more or be better than you. And I, I, I've seen that happen time and time again. Yeah. Um, and occasionally you see guys, they, they're like they're they've just come out of their uh, their local community mm-hmm. and they're then with, you know, guys that are top level. And you just see the maybe they're used to being they they have like a like a maybe like a quite a big ego or like a big uh, you know they think quite highly of themselves and then they get around other guys who are you know way more competent yeah. or you know higher level in terms of their their ability and yeah you just see them yeah. <laughs> I've seen it happen so many times them just be like oh oh okay <laughs> yeah it's true yeah. I imagine that this kind of uh... The ego fight that you see people with that are better than you, and this makes you kind of go back to the being big fish in a small pond, really holds you back a lot. Yeah. Because I f- I feel like it happened to me, to be honest. Okay. Like going to competitions, and then I see everyone is so sick, and I'm here in Portugal, and of course there's mm. really good people here, but here I felt so special, mm. and then I go somewhere else, and I see all these people being so sick, and I'm like, no, I don't want to do flips anymore. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I, I mean, I, I was, uh, I had a similar thing where, um, I, when I first started, I, I, I fairly quickly got into learning flips and and different things, and I really didn't have a, at the time, you know, parkour.net was a thing, and there was lots of like anti. Um, I don't know. There were lots of, you know, all these debates about Purist. free running versus parkour yeah. and efficiency and all this kind of stuff. And um, and I wasn't really wrapped up in that yet. So I started to do flips. But then one time uh, I was doing a front flip. And my friend shouted at me 
and I I just bailed really hard, scorpioned, and uh, oh. and it was like maybe my first year of training, and um, and then uh, I couldn't train for like a few months, and then I came back, and I was like anti flips, oh. yeah. and it was just because I was scared. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's all. That's the only yeah. reason. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I I stopped flipping because I thought it would make my my training last for longer, and I feel like it's actually helping. Okay. The most part of the injuries I had, uh, or this like tension points, mm -hmm. they got stuck in an era like uh, six years ago, more or less. Yeah. That was the limit of this. Um, I have very tight sciatic nerve, for example, mm -hmm. or the hamstrings also because I don't stretch. But when I stopped flipping, these kind of things got better. But maybe it's also because of my mindset. So now I take better care of my body. Yeah. Uh, the the first time that your name was mentioned here on on swapping shoes was by uh, Team Champion. Okay. Yeah. And he said that you coached him. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I uh, I came. So I grew up in a place called Bristol, and I traveled around for a while. Mm -hmm. This is like kind of top of the southwest of England. Um, and where, where Tim mm -hmm. grew up was just underneath there in Devon um, and Cornwall, which is like proper down, like further down south, southwest. <laughs> um, and yeah, so like I moved there at a time when Tim had, he was just coming to the end of competing in gymnastics. I think he was still competing when I yeah. first got to know him and his coach, uh, his gymnastics coach, um, who was also doing parkour. Um, who's really like very good, but not very well known. Um, uh, Steve Jehu. What is his Steve name? Steve Jehu. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, he does stunts now. I think he's like a stuntman and does other stuff. And then, uh, of course, he was training with Ed um, and Charlie Havel as well. And they were, I met them, I think, uh, initially just met them doing some Ninja Warrior stuff. Um then I uh, would start to, I moved to Exeter, started to train with them, uh, started to go to their gymnastics gym. And, um, mm -hmm. and I would occasionally mention to them, you know, uh, I do like weight, weight training. You guys should come and do weight training as well. Yeah. Um, and you're very good. Yeah. You don't know this, but you're very good. Like they didn't know how good they were. <laughs> it was crazy. <laughs> they were so good. Um, <laughs> and uh, maybe they just hadn't been exposed um, so much to the, to the the variance in in ability so they all they would do, do is see mm -hmm. the highest level guys on these videos and then they would be trying to mm -hmm. aspire to that they didn't realize that they were basically there <laughs> already <laughs> in terms of skill level because they were all like yeah. um they've all got something special about them you know um tim yeah. tim and ed both have competed at a very high level in gymnastics um both received coaching from a guy that competed at an even higher level in gymnastics and uh, mm. charlie just seems to have some innate ability to to really uh i don't know his it, just to learn things he he just knows yeah, where yeah. his body is um so training with them was very very frustrating for me because i learn things so slowly <laughs> i'm not you know inherently athletic so yeah and then they started lifting with me coming to my coming to my house in my <laughs> in an upstairs bedroom that we weren't using in my mm. old house that i was renting um, just banging weights around and and taking <laughs> taking them through the process of learning to like squat, deadlift, uh, bench press, do dips and pull ups and things and and yeah, um, I then 
took them i say i took them like i wasn't driving at the time like ed drove yeah. us everywhere but we started going <laughs> to competitions and i was saying you know yeah we should go and compete because that's the best way to get known at that time was like competitions were just starting um it was almost like it's very difficult to gain a following i think in general um yeah and so so i was saying you know the best way we can do this and you guys are all used to competitions so let's go and do that and yeah, yeah, yeah. kind of went from there yeah Yes, talented boys, really. They just appeared. Yeah. No one knew about them, and then poof! Parkour world has changed yeah. forever with Team Champion and Ed Scott and Charlie. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah so you're a beast maker. <laughs> would you like to? Would you like to like follow this path of finding on creating very competent athletes? Do you think this is a viable way of for you to live doing parkour for a very long time? I mean, uh, for a while, it, I was making good money um, coaching people online. Um, and I say coaching people, really, it was providing like plans for people because generally speaking, people in parkour, they don't have like a routine or a structure to the way they train. So just providing them with, obviously, with the, the weight training stuff, with my particular methodology for it. But in general, just giving them some structure to, to, to say, here's a calendar. Here's what you should do on these separate days. And that that actually... Uh, Really, I think it it had provides so much value to people, and I had people coming back again and again. Um, but the problem at the time, I think, maybe I priced it too low. Um, maybe uh, I could have done more with it, but um, I wasn't making enough money really. So I've always, I've always worked um, just doing customer service and online stuff um, in general. Anyway, so I've always kind of just supplemented myself. Maybe in the future there'll be a place for me coaching. A team or coaching you know uh when uh, yeah, when the industry improves but at the moment it's um i just want to right now i've got a few projects i'm thinking about um things i want to do that just help people without necessarily um charging them too much money or, or anything along those lines i kind of just want to help people because i'm pretty comfortable i'm i'm good in my life really mm, at the moment yeah. so yeah that's that's it for now okay <laughs> That's very cool. Um, so it's it's a little bit up to us also, and us. When I say us, I say it's our generation also, like the third kind of thirties mm -hmm. in the parkour to make the industry grow, right? Don't you think? But what do you think that is yeah. slowing us down so much, except from COVID, of course? <laughs> but what is slowing us down to reach a higher level of uh, sport structure? Yeah, I think uh, it's interesting how the parallel always gets drawn with skateboarding um you know and the growth of that that sport and the, the i think it is very different in terms of um the the economic drivers for because obviously with that sport you have equipment um we, yeah. ha we have equipment we can kind of do in our sport but you know that's mostly like large structures and and like vault boxes and yeah, things like that yeah. it's like it's not for the every practitioner like yeah and any other I sport i think the world has changed in terms of uh the marketplace and um the ability for people to uh even set up a, and establish a business so i think it is actually much harder now uh depending on the country that you live in but um there there are more probably more barriers in 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 place um you know licensing and regulations and and, and different sort of political barriers as well as mm -hmm. um you know, just the uh, the fact that people in general have like less, um, 
would you say like income that they can just throw throw at a hobby um a yeah. lot of the time even after the 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 market crash of like 2008 even after after that you know people are struggling a little bit more than they would have been um so i and now with corona it's it's going to be even harder for us so there are things we can do of course um but but i think it's and and yeah i'm not trying to say oh it's impossible or you know it's uh it, uh, i'm not trying to be defeatist but i'm i'm just saying like yeah, yeah. There, there are definitely outside reasons for it, it being harder and and for it taking taking time and and for the dip that we've seen because even before any of this happened um there was that year um where just no competitions happened no events happened um oh yeah that was true i remember yeah that the art of motion didn't happen mm -hmm. and air weep also was yeah hop yeah. the block didn't so happen do, maybe yeah yeah do you think that the problem is that we don't have products then that parkour doesn't have a product that makes it viable for like investors for example uh, it's potentially um i i do think though that we still like for me primarily like i always uh, enjoyed um and i've always kind of been pro competition in the sport like i've i've always said you know you can have non competitive practice and competition mm -hmm. you can have two they yeah. can be reconciled yeah, it's fine definitely. um mm -hmm. so we can keep the culture and we can then we can then push that and i always like i like events i like competitions i think the clothing element um and the fashion element element of our sport is is pretty valuable but i actually think mm -hmm. people overestimate the market so i i think actually there there potentially isn't as much money yeah. um in the clothing market as as people would like to think um so i think mm -hmm. uh events competitions um even things like world chase tag um you know these these kind of things are probably going to be uh where we can see the most growth but i, I might be wrong i i'm not an economist <laughs> i agree with you and i think that uh, the fact that we rely so much on on clothing it mm. can be something that slows us, us down it's like on football for example uh, the team selling jerseys is actually more of a a way that they can they can uh, measure the value of players or mm -hmm. of the team but the the actual way of getting income into the teams and into the players is by the events and the marketing that is put on every stadium and every, every match yeah so yeah maybe what we need to do more is just create more events and all competitive and non-competitive yes right? yeah absolutely um and and finding a way to make a spectacle of the sport for people who aren't within the sport that's the 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 issue that we've had so far with competitions uh with community driven competitions is that they are not um necessarily built for the audience they're built for us yes. um yes. and and that's you can have both i'm not saying to do one or the other i'm not saying have like a a crap you know um competition that's like uh like all all smoke and mirrors and all like explosions and stuff <laughs> and and yeah. and not not you know not true to our culture but you can have that and 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 kind of platform that and, and make a spectacle, make something entertaining out of it, which um, like and, the world chase tag. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, um, but you, I think you could even do that with like the way NAPC is set up. I think um, there are ways uh, to make this more accessible to people outside of the sport. Um, but mm -hmm. I think uh, we need more, maybe more characters, um, so people 
who are appealing to people outside the sport who are in comp- in these competitions. Um, we need like uh, yeah ways to create drama because uh, otherwise you know what, <laughs> yeah. why why are you going to watch if you've got no um, investment in any of the people involved? Why would you why would you care? Yeah. And the mass doesn't understand the complexity of the movement in an art of motion. For them, most part of people, they don't mm. see that a back double twist is harder than a beautiful layout backflip. For them, it's the same. So yes, there should be a way of, of making it more interesting. Probably, um, like, nice... If we would have bigger, bigger like characters, like uh, famous people supporting it, understanding the sport, saying it out loud and being able to host and spread the message, like the story guys are doing more or less. Yes. They make their yeah. videos and they explain so well which one of their challenges that it becomes really interesting for anyone and they mm-hmm. can actually understand how difficult their challenges are. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And and Let's even... See. Um, Let's see. and. <laughs> I, I always said like uh, I grew up like watching things like, like wrestling and and def- st- st- things like that where guys are calling each other out and you can do that in a way that's uh, you know all in good fun you can do that in a way that's good sportsmanship and stuff but you can kind of you know have a little rivalry going you can you can create these <laughs> these situations and I'd love to see that I'd love to see you know uh, guys calling each you know I'll see you at the next speed competition you know. I saw this. <laughs> I saw this happen with Tim. Like some, there was a guy. Uh, I want to say Caleb Demons, but I, I don't. I don't remember who specifically it was. Um, who was calling Tim out? He was like wearing a weighted vest, and he was like had a barbell on his back, and he was like, "I'm coming for you, Tim." And I was like, "Yeah, this is this is, <laughs> this is what I want to see." Because like <laughs> Tim's Tim's gonna take that in good in good uh, you know in good humor. He's not gonna take that seriously and be like upset about it. He's gonna be like, "Oh yeah, yeah. cool man. I'll see you there. Like, let's go." you know <laughs> that would be fun to see <laughs> yeah bro that's what i want to see i want to see i want to see that like and and we can still all be friends at the end of the day you know no one needs to no one needs to um take that seriously you know you can just kind of yeah, yeah. have fun with it <laughs> do you think that the like if if parkour starts to be competed also uh, in teams this could make it more interesting so in an napc is not only uh, team going and ads is actually Team UK, and, mm. and then you have Team Spain, Team Italy, Team US. Do you uh, think that could be more appealing also to masses and to spectators? Yeah, potentially. I mean, I I I don't like um, people being split up by na- their nations. Like, I, I'm not really a big fan yeah, of that. Of like, uh, I like I like the idea of like teams. I like the idea of uh, yeah, people training together in groups and having their like their way of training or or whatever. And you kind of see that already. You know, guys turn up to competitions, um, you know, representing their gym, and you see that they've yeah. got a different style, they've got a different approach. Um, you know, we yeah. had that with with the guys who uh, like the Storm guys that would go out to to the US and and compete at NAPC. You know, they were kind of like you know we're we're all coming together. They've got a specific way they train together and. And that sort mm. of thing. So, you know, it, it's a having having that at more of a having that at the forefront a little bit more of how people are represented might might help. I don't know though. Maybe, um, you know, if you want the sport to be treated very seriously and very respectably, I understand that as well. Like, if you want it to be very like um, like Olympics, like you know, where everybody's very. Yeah. Um, 
very grown up um about everything <laughs> like that's fine and you know do what you want but i don't think that's the way to really get you know um the the kind of wider audience involved yeah because do you think that we're closer to uh gymnastics or to extreme sports probably probably extreme sports just in the in in looking at the majority of people who train and their lifestyles their their um their friendship groups like the way they live um the things they're into it's way closer to like mm-hmm. skateboarders bladers that's why there's so much crossover and that's why guys now are like getting into skateboard fashion or even skateboarding you know yes yes too much to be honest i gotta be honest i'm not a huge fan of this <laughs> yeah same i feel the same i feel the same <laughs> <laughs> maybe it's because we're older people but like i saw the videos from the guys last year like kira, kira and jifan and oh my god those kids are incredible yeah. so good and i'm so happy that they made these very long videos but i was like guys come on let's 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 have our personality our identity we don't have to be copying <laughs> skaters yeah. and no I, I i you know i see the value in that um it, it i i yeah <laughs> i see guys now they're um they're doing other sports like they're doing skateboarding and stuff you know as as a leisure thing as well um because they love the culture mm-hmm. so That's much nice. and they think it's so cool but also i, I kind of want to say you know what we do is pretty fucking cool as well you know like we can we <laughs> yeah. you know yeah. like uh yeah yeah <laughs> But yeah, I think everyone's just trying to find what will work for them. And they're also, you know, people, people's um, interests will change over time as well. So, you know, in the same way you see people drop out of the sport um, regularly, you know, in each generation, you see guys come come mm-hmm. to the pinnacle and then fall off or, or stay on. You know, they, they uh, there will be people that, that cross over into other things and hopefully we'll have you know, in the same way that we've stolen guys from gymnastics, <laughs> I'm sure, you know, we'll get it, get people from other sports and, and go from ours to others as well. You know, it's fine. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I like, I like the idea of the interdisciplinarity. I don't know mm-hmm. how to yeah. say this correctly. Uh, and people trying all these different types of st- sports, like team he mm-hmm. blows my mind every day. He's posting something new on Instagram. <laughs> what can't you do team champion? Yeah. <laughs> what I feel that what scares me and makes me a little bit uh, sad is that we don't, okay. Baggy pants were a little bit too much. Let's be honest, but <laughs> yeah, we don't have yeah. to. We don't have to dress like skaters, guys. We can. We can have our own uh, culture too. Mm. I'm afraid that parkour can. Yeah, I like. I like the style. The skater style. Yeah, I like it, but yeah, we we need uh, we need our own thing too, for sure. Yeah, yeah I like it too. <laughs> I think it's super cool, but I don't want all the parkour people to look like skaters without the skate. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. I see. It's a but dangerous, do dangerous area. Thing. Everyone can do their yeah. thing. I'm just afraid that parkour is not a very grown-up sport. Mm. Like most part of the things, like most part of the people that are really famous on parkour, they are memes on the internet. Yeah, I mean, I think that's that's going to be the case uh, in whatever you're in. I think um, with social media mm. at the highest level of social media, it's appealing to the lowest common denominator generally. Um, and so you have to have something that translates to, to as many people as possible. So that's why people really go for the lowest tier joke. They go for the lowest amount of complexity 
the the thing that's going to yeah turn like make people watch you know um they will of course and also parkour was definitely created on the internet so it is mm -hmm. a uh, internet thing but yeah. if you go to see skate again as comp comparison uh the most popular skater in the roads like right now with this generation is niger houston right and he's not a meme at all he's a cool dude he's yeah, cool. Yeah. of course he's incredibly talented but he is definitely one of the if not the best skater in the world and he's not mm. making memes on the internet he's posting serious training with serious stuff and um really mm. amazing skills of his skateboard and in parkour there is kind of this look of joke all the time yeah i think uh i think we've um we've it's partially not not the fault of people in parkour because of the way it's been treated in uh, the media in general, you know, the way it's been kind of portrayed. Mm -hmm. I'm still amazed, right, at the fact that when you see parkour in movies, it's so bad. It's not it's not good at all. It never looks yes. good. It looks so unrealistic. <laughs> and and I, I, I just think to myself, like, okay, so there's a video of Joe Scandrett doing, like, you know, Descents. And, descents, amazing and he's, descents. He's filmed that on a phone, and it looks so sick, right? <laughs> and then you see it in the movies, <laughs> and it just looks terrible. It looks all, it doesn't look cool at all. <laughs> yes, so true. It's how how true. can you spend yeah. that much money to make something look so shit? Like what? <laughs> I don't understand. Yeah. Like <laughs> <laughs> they want to make things look exaggerated, but then it just looks unrealistic. Mm. When there's so many people on the internet, like Joe Skindred, mm. going down from buildings, ta, 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 and it looks real because it is real, is yeah. maybe way more amazing to see because you know it's reality. Mm. And then on the movies, it's like, oh, you can see the wire, the weird speed, <laughs> the very absurd stunts. Yeah. It's crazy, crazy. But crazy. Even, <laughs> even the lower level stuff, when you see like a foot chase or something like that, and one of the characters is supposed to be, you know, he has superpowers or he's supposed to be like a secret agent. When it, when it gets put into the movie, it's like you have in every movie, in every production, you have several layers of people everything goes through, right? Like you have, mm -hmm. you know, stunt coordinator and you have like, you know, director of photography. I'm sure there's loads of middle people as well. It's like yeah. surely someone, someone there should know like <laughs> what good parkour looks like. Like yeah. literally just open Instagram and just have a look, like watch a story <laughs> video. Like it just takes five minutes and then you can then you maybe like consult somebody, you know, like, I just don't understand how that, but so like we have that on one, one end of the scale. Then we have like portrayals in like the news media, um, who, who just consistently, you know, are misrepresent, misrepresenting us, um, mm -hmm. as, you know, daredevils or whatever all the time. Like, you know, they don't yeah. understand. Um, which makes me think, you know, if they're reporting on us that inaccurately, Think about yeah. actual reporting that's going on in like politics and war zones and stuff. How wrong is that going to be? Yes, <laughs> yeah, it's true. It's true. You know, um, and then and then uh, along with that, you have its. Um, you know, it's very easy to mock as well. It's very easy uh, when you're bad at parkour, you look really bad, and when you're good at parkour, <laughs> you know, you go, you look cool. But but it's easy for someone just to be like, look, I'm doing parkour, and like to make a joke. Yeah. And and maybe that so maybe those things haven't helped you know so we need to yeah. we need to maybe um, there are lots of people I think who are sticking who who are pretty principled and sticking to the you know no nah, I'm serious this is this is the way like Nate Weston like skull chatter and things like that you know where people are yeah. like no nah, I'm just gonna be a cool guy um, I'm just gonna be me like I'm not I'm not 
making any um not making any concession to like looking like a clown on social media you know? yeah yeah it's true but i don't know it's true. <laughs> we will see i think i think it's gonna go it's gonna go i hope that we're gonna look every time more and more grown up that's all i want i i really would Maybe also because we don't have older generation. Now we are forming an older generation that is active on the community. Maybe this will make mm. a difference. Maybe in 10 years, there will be way more ads, cuts and, uh, and mm. think champion representing the early 20s people and yeah. way less uh, the Kiria life and Pasha mm. the boss, you know? Uh, yeah. Not, not saying be... that they are they're still great athletes, of course, yeah. but I think that we need more presence on the serious level of sportsmanship and athleticism let's see I, i want to be um so when i've competed like I, i i as soon as competitions were open um i started out in speed competitions and i i pretty much consistently got to like mid-tier on a, any like national or smaller level competition i just placed just underneath the uh the podium positions pretty consistently you know top 10 most of the time i want i want to continue to like be present at these events and 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 to make it known like and to say like you know when i approach 40 as well i want to be some jacked guy with like a big beard you know still sick and say, you know <laughs> super cool okay you're coming <laughs> you're you're coming through you're you're coming through you're gonna you're getting good at parkour okay well you, you have to go through me first to get to that podium <laughs> you know that's what i want to say to people so <laughs> you want I to be that's... one of the first ones to create the drama the rival rivalry rival. <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> but yeah i think that then it's... uncle tom <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's it that's i think uh We do like as as uh, the guys that hold on, the guys that manage to be um, have some longevity in the sport. They're the guys that really, yeah, they need to step up and and say and like, yeah, when Ed and Tim get older, you know, they they still if they still show up, if they're still mm -hmm, there, mm -hmm. um, you know, I think it, it'll be great. It'll be really good. And and those guys are serious guys. Like yeah. you know, they have a laugh and everything, but they're not they're not clowns. Yeah, you know, yeah. which is I I love that. Yeah. You know. All right. Thanks, Tom. Uh, let's go for your TikTok. Do you know how it goes? I give you two options and you pick one of them. Okay. Are you ready? Yeah, yeah. Okay, so small group or big gems? Small group. Hip-hop or jazz? Oh, man. Uh, Hip-hop. <laughs> Coffee or tea? Coffee. Dive Kong or Lazies? Uh, dive Kong. Dive Kong. <laughs> competing or coaching uh coaching now yeah <laughs> coaching <laughs> strides or plyos plyos ilabaka or vorslav ilabaka <laughs> all right thank you good 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 very man we just had one vorslav one vorslav really? still really yeah you, you can't i think i'm gonna can. have to change the name <laughs> they're very similar guys you know although um yeah there, there there are clear differences but yeah like yeah, it's, 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 a, yeah, I, it's a hard one bro <laughs> i think I, i think i have to to make a swapping shoes with someone more from eastern europe so i can get some more yeah <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> all right tom it was a pleasure to talk to you man very good very good i hope this swapping shoes is heard by a lot of people because you spread really good uh messages and words thank you bro um, thank you you're gonna go training today still yeah i have uh it's wet uh but i 
I picked up some vault boxes that I keep in my garden. So I, I can just do some drills. And I try to do that most days. Nice. That's good. <laughs> so a little bit, a little bit. That's great. Cool, then. Have a great de day. Thank you very much once again. Thank you, bro. Ciao, ciao. Right. Have a good day. Take care. Bye. Man. Have a good day. <laughs>